0: Hey, guys, and welcome to a special edition of the Money Podcast. It's called Money News You'll Really Use. The concept is simple. We subscribe to tons of financial publications. Every month, we read hundreds of articles. Then, every couple of weeks, we give you the highlights to bring you up to speed on the important news that affects your money. Think of it as an investor's almanac. In part one of today's show, we're going to discuss where we are now and what's happened in the markets this month. In part two we'll go over important news stories. And in part three, we'll go over recent investments that Aaron and I have made. Then time allowing, we'll go over some listener questions. I'm your host, Stacey Johnson. Listening in and sometimes contributing is my producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron.
1: Hey, we're missing Miranda today, but she'll be back.
0: Yeah, poor Miranda's not here. We are going to miss her. Let's see if we can get through this without her. Let's get the ball rolling. But before we do, A disclaimer, we're going to discuss specific investments in this show, including things we have personally invested in, but that doesn't make them recommendations because what's right for us may not be right for you. So before you invest in anything, do your own research and make your own decisions. Okay, you ready to get started, Aaron? Let's do it. Let's recap what's happened this month. As I speak, it is September 30th, 2021. The time is two o'clock. The numbers I'm about to... So the market's still open on the last day of September. But the numbers I'm going uh, to give you right now, I compiled oh, an hour or two ago. So they may not be totally accurate as of the end of the trading day, but they're close enough. Okay, so, so far, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 4% for the month of September. Pretty big move.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: Up 11% so far this year, though. The NASDAQ, that's where your tech, your, a lot of your tech stocks live, that was down 5% in the month of September so far this year, up 12%. The Russell 2000, this is where little guys, little companies are represented, uh, down about 3% this year, up for the 12% for the full year. I'm sorry, I said 3% this year, 3% this month. Little stocks down 3% this month, but up 12% for the year. Oil prices, oh my, oil prices were up 10% wow. just in the month of September. And for the, full, or for the calendar year so far, up almost 60%. Wow. Whoa. And that's maybe one reason why the 10-year treasury bond, it's a bellwether bond that people use to d- describe where interest rates are. That was up, seven. The, the interest rate up 17% in the month of September. So far this year, 66%. So oil's up, interest rates are up, stocks are up somewhat, but September was a crappy month for the investor. Big stocks, little stocks, tech stocks, all down for the month.
1: Well, I mean, we mentioned last week that uh, September is kind of a, a bad month, but is, that, is this as a September thing or is this, uh, this something indicating something else?
0: Well, actually, I'm glad you asked that, Aaron, because I put together a list of things that are going wrong this month, things that have gone wrong, and most of which are still going wrong. Here they go, Here they are. First of all, inflation seems to be rising. Actually, it's kind of mellowing out a little bit, but it's still high. Historically speaking, and that means rising interest rates. I just said that. Who likes rising rates? Stocks don't. I'll tell you that. Um, natural gas prices, huge increase in natural gas, and this is going to come home to haunt the people who use natural gas to heat their homes. This is going to be, and this is going to be inflationary, and it's likely to continue through the winter. So, natural natural gas prices are very high. That's taking. See, if, imagine the the ripples. In that pond. Yeah, that's
1: gonna that's gonna hit some wallets. You know, I was uh, my wife and I noticed something the other day and it got me to thinking. Like, man, I wonder if I wonder if this uh, whole 2020 is still trickling through the system, and and uh, and uh, then you got this inflation and all this other crap. There's a there's a bar we love going to. Uh, it was called Tailgaters, and this bar made it through 2020, and we're constantly going there, listening to the bands, and it disappeared. You're kidding. And, and and just now, just like a, a month ago, it just I disappeared. Know that place. And we're like and, and uh it's like a it's like an average bar where the average everyday person goes, you know, the, the everything was affordable. And and it didn't make it. Oh man. And I was like, hmm, is this an indicator of people saving their money, not going to the small places and, and uh sometimes I look at those things.
0: Well, I don't I don't use natural gas. My house it's not even available in my neighborhood. Have you noticed? Do you use gas? You have gas at your house.
1: I, I don't use gas, but if these things are getting more expensive, if people are going to you know stop spending and start saving for these other things that they definitely need. Yeah, you know?
0: well, we and you know if you if you're putting your money on, into the natural gas, you're not putting your money into the bar, right? So right, and, and you know right. another thing though too, Aaron. The next thing on my list: COVID-induced labor shortage. That may that could be ne- another reason why tailgaters closed. if they can't get people to work, and they can't afford to. You know, even if everyone wants to pay their workers more, but if you can't afford it, make it and make it. If goodbye or get by, then you're going to close. So it could, there is a labor shortage going on in this country. There's also supply chain disruptions.
1: Yeah, I'm reading those, oh, those headlines left and right all, all the time. The time.
0: Uh, also, the chip shortage. We've talked about that before. The, the uh, a pending debt default in the middle of next month. And actually, a government it's shutdown, which may come tomorrow. I mean, they may have fixed it as I speak. You know, I don't know. I know they're close to, to trying to get it fixed. But these are all things weighing on the markets. Inflation, rising rates, natural gas, labor shortage, chain, chain disruptions, supply chain disruptions, chip shortage, debt default, government shutdown. This is not a pleasant thing for stocks. I'm pretty sure they're going to avoid a government shutdown. Uh, as far as the debt default, I mean, the, the Republicans, what I'm reading, are, are damped if they're going to vote to extend the uh, nation's debt ceiling uh they they're absolutely refusing to do it. I mean it's a symbolic gesture. Obviously they're responsible for the debt we have as as the as the Democrats are, but they're saying, "Eh, nope, not going to do it. If you're going to do it, you can do it without us." So, I mean, it's playing politics with something tragic. I mean, it, if we default on our debt, OMG, watch out below.
1: I can never remember a time when they didn't raise the debt so Yes,
0: I mean. well, yes, and and they will. And and there's these politics every single time. And it's so annoying. We all have to be on the edge of our seats because these idiots can't get their acts together. I mean, they want to use this as a political football. It is so annoying to me. But anyway, here we are. And and sure enough, I mean, part of the reason your 401k has gone down this month is because of these people. Hmm. Okay, let's go over a few news stories now. Okay, this is from September 20th, came from Barron's. Here's your headline. Stocks notch worst day and months on Evergrande fears. You've been following the Evergrande crisis? I didn't follow
1: the Evergrande. It's a Chinese company, isn't yes. it, that caught into something? What was what that do? Uh,
0: They owe $300 billion. It's a real estate company. And apparently, real estate in China is a very, very, very big part of people's uh, overall investment portfolio. Oh, really? Way more so than here. I mean, we all own houses and blah, blah, blah. But over there, they'll, they'll own two or three. And, and as a result
1: sounds like another 2008
0: yeah uh, yeah and i think it could be um let's see if i got a headline or a line from this article investors fretted over the implications and financial contagion of the potential failure of china's Evergrande property group and as a result this was now on the 20th uh, the dow closed down 600 points so and and the contagion was the key word there just like here uh, when lehman brothers went bankrupt you didn't have to be an investor in Lehman Brothers, which, by the way, I was, um, <laughs> but because mm, it, it's, mm. it spread throughout our financial system, and it, that was caused by a housing collapse, and so there are fears that that's going to happen yeah. in China, and a little spread even to the rest of the world as our crisis spread to the rest of the world back in two thousand
1: eight. I'm about to read up more on that. Yeah. Let's
0: now, what uh, I hasten to add, though, from what I'm reading thus far, and, and actually, you can even tell from the way the market's responding. It it does not seem that that's going to occur that the Chinese government is going to contain the contagion, uh, and that seems to be the the thoughts of most of the people that I'm reading. So interesting, maybe not something to panic over, but definitely something to keep an eye on. Uh, the next story I have too also concerns China, and I actually co- I picked this for you, Aaron, because you were talking about what the heck's going on in China uh, last time we were talking, and this is from the Wall Street Journal. Xi Jinping aims to rein in Chinese capitalism and, and hew to Mayo's socialist vision. Because we were talking before about what's happening with all these Chinese stocks falling. Well- I think it's Mao. Mao. That's what I said, isn't
1: it? They said Mao. Oh, did I? I'm sorry.
0: Mao. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, they're pulling back on capitalism is what's happening. Now, here, here's a quote from the article. The Chinese president is not just trying to rein in a few big tech and other companies and show who is boss in China. During a leadership meeting in August, he emphasized a goal of common prosperity, which calls for a more equal distribution of wealth. This would be achieved in part through more government intervention in the economy, and more steps to get the rich to share the fruits of their success.
1: I could see that as like, wow, that's very nice of him. I could also see this as maybe he's his worry of multi-million dollar, trillion dollar businesses taking over the government too and pushing it more towards a democracy. Yes,
0: well, I think that, you know, not to be overly cynical, but I think you can see in our country that often corporate America runs the world. Exactly. uh, Because, you know, not directly, but they control politicians. They sure do. They get laws passed. They get protected by Congress. And I think that's that's what uh, the... uh, the Chinese president is trying to prevent there. Now, what, so. why do we care? We don't, except for if we own stocks like I do, like Baidu, or uh, you own Alibaba. or you know, it, There's a lot of Chinese stocks that are owned largely by Americans. And the problem is if they start—I mean, I want everybody in China to have as much wealth as they want. But that wealth is going to come from the profits of these companies, which means that your stock is at risk. So I, I own just one Chinese stock I believe which is Baidu uh but I'm not buying any more uh until this stuff shakes out and I don't think it's going to. So basically China is going to become a pariah on the world stage in terms of investments. And I think they have.
1: Well, yeah. They also disrupted Bitcoin quite Oh a yeah, bit they, too. They, can't, they they can they made le- it illegal. Recent, didn't he, yeah, they made it illegal. That's a huge. It's a huge Yeah, thing. it
0: didn't actually go down all that much this month. I mean, as we speak, let's see. Bitcoin is $43,320 right now.
1: That's a huge economy to not give a crap about digital currency anymore.
0: Yep. Second largest in the world.
1: Yeah. So And, and will be the largest one day,
0: I'm sure, since they have 1.3 billion people and we have 300 million. Exactly. So they're, they're going to be taking over the world. But anyway, so everyone's a little afraid of China. And, and, and if you're not, you should be.
1: Our empire is dead. We just don't know it yet.
0: Yeah. Well... Let's not, let's not get too much hate mail. Okay, now, here's a, let's say What's my next story? This is September 22nd. Uh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Headline, hot U.S. housing market cooled some in August. And here's a blurb. Let's see. Though prices remain near record highs, the pace of growth is slowing. The medium existing home price rose 14.9% in August from a year earlier, the National Association of Realtors said. To three hundred and fifty-six thousand seven hundred dollars. Now that sounds like a lot. Fifteen percent increase in August. That's down from an eighteen percent increase the prior month. Omg, I cannot believe how houses are going up. Um, so, mm. but hopefully that's slowing down. I really want it to. I'm I'm concerned about the housing market getting over over inflated. You're probably happy about it since you own multiple properties.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm happy that they're going up, but I mean, I don't know how much it matters unless you're you plan on selling some off. Uh, I've noticed uh, just you know, man on the street kind of thing. Uh, housing signs sticking around a lot longer than they used to. I mean, these these houses used to go like hotcakes, but now I'm noticing that that for sale signs staying up a little longer.
0: Yeah, my house is up. The house I'm living in is up about fifty percent in value in the last few years. No, not even few years. Let's say two years. Let's say since the pandemic began. It's it, and I wanted to buy another house, but I'm, I'll be damned if I'm going to buy somebody's house for twice what they paid for it a year ago. I'm just not going to do it. But just on principle, I'm not going to do it.
1: No, there's, there's hills and valleys to the housing market, and, and eventually there'll there'll be a valley. I mean, it may not be you know way back down, you know, but it'll. it'll I agree
0: with that. I, I, well, certainly it's going to stop going up so much because trees literally can't grow to the sky. Uh, but I don't think we're going to have a crash like we had in 2010, nine, whatever that was. No. no. Uh, okay. N- next headline. Now this one, this one especially pissed me off. Now, I want you folks out there. Don't, you, doesn't matter about the stock market. If you're eligible for Medicare or might be one day listen to this story. Here's your headline. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Dentist group fights plan to cover dental benefits under Medicare. Here's your blurb. The American Dental Association is mobilizing its 162,000 members to fight a proposal to include dental coverage for all Medicare recipients. That's being proposed by the Democrats right now in this $3.5 trillion package.
1: Wait, the dental consortium is fighting to not have you it in betcha. there? That's weird. Why, well, why not? I'll read the next why, paragraph. Why, why do they not benefit? You'll
0: see. Giving dental, vision, and hearing benefits to the 60 million older and disabled Americans covered by Medicare will provide needed care to people who otherwise not, might not afford it, supporters say. Here's your paragraph, Aaron. The ADA contends that Medicare won't reimburse enough to cover their cost and is pushing an alternative plan that would limit benefits to the poorest Medicare recipients.
1: Well, my personal feeling on ADA is that they're a bunch of charlatans, anyway. Well,
0: I'll tell you what.
1: <laughs> I mean, you you need dental care, but I really think they. Yeah, and this. I, I just think they love screwing everybody yeah, over. With the it.
0: medical profession, I'm sure you're aware of this. Maybe you're not. I don't know because my wife's a nurse practitioner, so I know a lot about this stuff. Um, the you, you don't get as much from Medicare as you get from private insurance when you're a doctor or a hospital. Uh, and and right, often if right. people don't have any kind of insurance, then you often don't get anything because you know they stiff you for the bill. Uh, so that's why these guys don't want Medica- they don't want Medicare to cover dental procedures because they want to make more money from them. but I just want th- this is a perfect example guys of a story that occurs every day that you don't see but affects your life and so if I was you, I would be contacting my congressman and I would be saying, "How dare you oppose free dental care under medic- Medicare?" Okay, guys, I've got some more headlines for you. I want to go over them with you, and I will, right after this quick message. Okay, we're back. This is from the Wall Street Journal. Is this something else I want to make sure people know about? Individuals, here's your headline. Individuals embrace options trading, turbocharging stock markets. Okay, here's your blurb. So much of this trading, option trading they're talking about, is being done by Wall Street firms that work behind the scenes, Individuals increasing embrace of risky options trading is unmistakable. By one measure, options trading by individual investors has risen roughly fourfold over the past
1: five years. Hey, we said this on the podcast many a times. You know, we talked about how all of these newbie traders in twenty twenty that came about when they got laid off have been really disrupting the market. Yep. And I think Kramer said the other day, uh He says he doesn't understand what's going on. This market is just nuts. uh, Things are uh, bottoming out, and yet people keep buying tech stocks. Yep. And yet there's no profits there anymore.
0: So those of you listening to this podcast, remember these words. Be very, very careful with options. They are very, very risky. I, I once did a story, Aaron, many years ago. I'm sure I've told you this a million times. But uh, there used to be a commercial where it just showed a frying pan, and they broke an egg in it, and they said, this is your brain, and they break the egg, this is your brain on drugs. And so I did, I recreated this commercial, and I put a frying pan with oil, and I said, this is your money. And then I dropped a wallet into it and said, this is your money on options. (laughs) Options are highly dangerous, guys. They can be a good hedge. I'm not going to go into everything about options. But I brought up this story specifically to offer this warning. Sooner or later, and actually, maybe sooner than later, this market is going to turn around. And while options are a great way to leverage a bet on the market, they're a great way to lose your butt in a hurry. And you're talking to somebody who's got 40 years experience in it. So be careful. Okay. I've got one last headline. And this is from the Wall Street Journal. This is from yesterday. 101 Federal Judges Broke the Law by Hearing Cases Where They Had a Financial Interest. Mm. That's the headline. I'll read a little of the article. A Wall Street Journal investigation found that judges have improperly failed to disqualify themselves from 685 court cases around the nation since 2010. The jurists were appointed by nearly every president, from Lyndon Johnson to Donald Trump. About two-thirds of federal district judges disclosed holdings of individual stocks, and nearly one of every five who did heard at least one case involving those stocks. Alerted to the violations by the Journal, 56 of the judges have directed court clerks to notify parties in 329 lawsuits that they should have recused themselves. That means new judges might be assigned potentially upending rulings. Oh, man. Wow. When judges participated in such cases, about two thirds of their rulings on motions that were contested came down in favor of their or their family's financial interest
1: ooh ouch right yeah that's that's similar to uh something I read the other day i guess uh, a few reddit or reddit stock investors were using uh senators and congressmen legislators basically looking at their financial statements of what they've been invested in, and then they're using that to invest themselves. Because they think that there's inside information. Oh, really? With our, with our congressmen and senators, yeah. And then when they started looking into it, they found out that uh, <laughs> that our, our congressmen weren't making any better moves than, than anybody else. In a stock yeah, market. that's
0: something that I hate, though, that um, that, they, that, that should be flatly illegal. The, the, the Congress shouldn't be able to invest in companies where they have uh, control over what happens to those companies. That's just crazy. That's literally insider trading. And I don't care if they made money doing it or they lost money doing it. They sh- just flat out shouldn't be doing
1: it. Yeah. I mean, if you got the pulse on America and you're getting information left and right, I would figure that would allow you to make some decisions faster than like, anybody else. Like, for knows.
0: example, there, there were senators who knew, and maybe congressmen too, I can't remember who they were now, honestly, but who, who knew that um, COVID was going to be a bigger deal than was being let on to the country. Uh, and they right. bought. And they, they sold off a bunch. Yeah, of they public. sold off. Oh, that's what they did, Aaron. I was going to say they bought pharmaceuticals. No, but they sold off stocks in general because they knew the market would go down. They were right. Right. Um, right. But anyway, a lot of angry stories today, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm mad at people doing it too many. You know, using options too much. I'm
1: mad at the ADA, the American Dental Association. I'm mad at these judges. <laughs> so. I read a um, I didn't read anything, but I see a, a, he- a lot of headlines saying that you should throw your stuff into bonds if the market is getting uh, risky. Why would that be?
0: Well, because bonds are safer.
1: Bonds are a little safer, right now.
0: Yeah, but the problem is right now, if the interest rates are going up, bond you know bonds go inversely to interest rates, right? Did you know that? You knew that. Yeah. Okay. So I, I used to dim- I used to illustrate this uh, when I was doing TV news with a uh, teeter totter, a seesaw. Uh, if interest rates are going up, bond prices are going down. So, so the problem is, if you want to get out of the stock market uh, and go into bonds, you don't want to go into long-term bonds, at least when interest rates are rising, because they'll go down in value too. So it's it's tricky. I own no bonds, which is because you
1: said a while back. You know, if interest interest rates go up, investors start selling and they start putting their money back in the bank. Yes, this is what you told me, and I wrote this down. Yeah, no, that's
0: absolutely true uh yeah that's that's what people do and and that's what that's basically what i'm doing and i'm I'm afraid of buying bonds because interest rates could go up and hurt my bond values, so I put it in a money market, which of course earns almost nothing, but at least it doesn't go down in value right so i, I you know we and we've been we've been telling people i I know that at the end of last month we told people that the market was going to be tricky, and we were right it is going to be and and by the way, remember all the stuff I said at the outset of this conversation things that are going wrong inflation natural gas blah blah blah. Those things have not been solved. So uh, be careful of the market. Now, may I may I become uh, Mr. Hyde instead of Dr. Jekyll and tell you the exact opposite? I'm pretty encouraged about the market. Are you? Yeah. I think things are going to get better. Primarily, you know what I really think is going to get better? I think that uh, COVID is going to get better. Uh, here in Florida, we, we've we gotten new lows uh, I mean, from recent months. I think since July 1st, yesterday was lowest number of reported cases we've had. Uh, so I, I think that uh, COVID is going to get better. I think that the supply chain problems are they're not for, not in a week, but I think that things are going to get better on that too.
1: That's funny. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. I, I don't know where COVID is going to go or anything, but I was thinking uh, there's, we're still feeling these trickle effects of 2020. They're still working through the system and, and uh, it could be another year before all this stuff comes out, but. But uh, it'll, it'll get better.
0: I, I was uh, listening to a guy yesterday. Uh, in fact, he used to own, I'm sorry, not own. He used to be the CEO of Toys R Us. And now he owns an invest, investment advisory firm. And they were talking about the the retail. I don't own any retailers, I don't think. But they were talking about retail stocks. And they were saying, like, do you expect the Christmas to be good? And he said, yeah, for retailers, I expect it to be really good. And, and they were like, well, what about, you know, the supply chain problems? What if there's nothing on, you know, they, they can't get product? Toys right. are sold out, you know, or whatever.
1: Well, yeah, they're already telling people to start shopping yeah. now for, because you, you might not be able to get it last yeah. minute.
0: But you know what this guy said, though? He said, Now that's a problem if you're Mattel or, or, or if you're Nike, you know, if you can't get your products made, that's a problem. But if you're Target, that's no problem at all. He said, Imagine when on, on Christmas Eve, what happens? Stores packed. Why? Because they have to get something. They'll pay any price, they'll take any product. They just have to buy. And he said, So if you're a retailer, you may be out of Nikes, but you're going to have something, and they're going to buy it. So he said, if you're a retailer, if you're just selling multiple products across multiple lines, you're going to have a, you're going to have a fat Christmas. That's what he said.
1: All right. That's good to it know. It is good
0: to know. And he suggested TJ Maxx, which one, one of many stocks, by the way, he suggested. And I'm not recommending TJ Maxx. I just remembered literally as I was saying this that um, I was thinking about buying that. Uh, or looking at it, not buying it, and it's right as I speak, it's 66.49 down 341. Because another thing he said, another thing he said was that the uh, Bix and Mortar can do a lot
1: better for obvious reasons than they did last year uh, because now people can go back to stores. So, with this, with what's going on in the market here, you know, some things are down, some things are down 20%, some things are down three. What would you be doing right now? You got a positive outlook, so what are you thinking about doing? Well,
0: I, I kind of like I'm gonna pull up my stocks now and, and mention a couple of things. I still like the little guys. I like the small caps and I own a small cap fund, which has done really well.
1: I think I, let me see where it is right now. Well, you told me it's been up 17% for since a year ago or something yeah. like that. So
0: Yeah. Um, I've got a global infrastructure. I've got I've got that fund. That's up about thirteen percent. Um, oh, and also oil's gonna do well. Maybe mining stocks, which have not been doing that well. Um, I owned some gambling stocks. I own cruise lines. So some some reopening plays, and some. uh, You know, you you don't own Ford anymore, do you? I think I would love to own Ford. I I I topped out at at fifteen bucks, and I got. Oh, you got you got out at fifteen. Awesome, that's good, and it's below that now. But I I think Ford could go to eighteen.
1: It could. It's been there before.
0: So, so that kind of stuff. Because you know, if you think about it, with the chip shortage, it's really hurting Ford sales and GM's too. But if you're going to buy a car, you're still going to buy it. It it may just may take five months, you know, but you're you're still going to you still need a car. So I think that it will help stretch out the sales process for these automotives, so they might not be quite as cyclical as they were at one time. Uh, So anyway, I like that kind of a stock too. The ones we've been cautioning this for a long time, Aaron. The ones I don't like. Do not show me a stock with a price earnings ratio of 500, <laughs> and there's a lot of them out there. You know, I don't want to own right.
1: Zoom. What about like like uh, long timers like uh, 3M? Because I've been looking more at dividend stocks, and they they dropped quite a bit lately. But my, my initial response, without
0: out. without doing any research at all, is that I would like I like 3M, but again, I'm you know that's shooting from the hip entirely. But that's the type of company that I would recommend. I would not recommend. Remember how we used to talk about the Ark Fund?
1: Oh, Kathy Woods. Though. Yeah,
0: Kathy Woods. Uh, you see now, th- she—that's really high beta stuff. Uh, 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 and I would not be into that. I would not be getting into these stocks that are going to make money six years from now and have no price earnings ratio, and they're selling at twenty, you know, two hundred times sales. I'm that's this is not. But like things ARK. like
1: Bed, Bed, Bath and Beyond. There's a title here saying that they've they've dived like twenty yeah. five percent because of supply chain issues. But you you'd think like yeah. Oh. That could be a good stock on the... Because um, no, no, they're, they're trying no, to get no, more no, online, too. I'm not too. saying
0: I would buy Bed Bath & Beyond because I heard bad things about it yesterday. Um, oh, really? Yeah. So I, I didn't mean to, to paint that broad of a brush. But I think that, in general, retailers could be a good place to be this time of year. And by the way, before we close, and we must be getting close to time, I want to go over something that we mentioned last time we did this particular podcast because we were talking about Coinbase. Um, right. And I want to go over that before we quit today. What was happening, for those of you who weren't listening last time we did this two weeks ago, um, I was telling Miranda that I bought some Ethereum from my new brokerage account that I have at Interactive Brokers. And I also had bought it at Coinbase, uh, which, is a, which is a stock went public this summer, and I think this summer or last spring, whatever, anyway, relatively recently, and is very, very expensive and very high. And, what they, and all they do is sell cryptocurrencies. Interactive Brokers is a regular brokerage firm. They sell stocks and blah, blah, blah. But they also just added recently crypto. Okay. So anyway, I bought from Interactive Brokers $3,000 worth of Ethereum, and I was charged $5 as a fee. That I bought $4,000 worth from uh, Coinbase, and they charged me 50 bucks, 10 times more. Wow. And so my point here is that Coinbase is a very popular stock and recommended, Kathy uh, Wood. Owns it, a bunch of it. Jim Kramer recommended it. And I've not heard anyone else say this. So you're hearing it here first. There's too many people that are now offering crypto and they're doing it for a lot less money than Coinbase. So Coinbase was doing billions of dollars of revenue. And I'm not sure they're going to be able to continue to do that. So there's an example of a stock I don't want to own. And I think, you know, when, when people start figuring out they can use, they could do their transactions way cheaper on Robinhood or on interactive brokers or any number of other places than they can at coinbase coinbase is going to have to tighten that spread and i think they're going to make a lot less money and i would not be a buyer of that stock now hmm. to be clear i want to I want to make sure i say this too i contacted coinbase i sent them emails <laughs> uh, and i said i'm thinking about doing a story saying how much you charged and they wrote back and said uh, they wrote back within two hours actually yeah. Wow. that was great. And they said, "Gosh, we need." This was uh, the twenty second of September. Today's the thirtieth. Um, and they wrote back immediately, and they said, "Sure, we'd like to talk to you about that." Because I, I literally just put in the email exactly what I just told you. I paid. I went to Interactive Brokers. I paid five dollars. I went to you guys. I paid fifty. And they said, "Oh, we want to talk to you about that. We'll be back to you in two days." I'm not saying they're not going to get back to me. I'm not mad at them, but I'm just telling you what I'm telling you because they have not gotten back to me yet. And That was eight days ago. So, and, and if they come back with an explanation it makes sense then I will tell you guys about it when that happens
1: well they were making money while they could and, and now they got some competition
0: yeah and, and again you know I don't want to I don't want to give the company a chance to respond I'm just telling you exactly what happened in real life and so I I promised Miranda that I would follow up on this when we discussed it two weeks ago so I did are we out of time
1: um, yeah, yeah, we're, we're a little over. but are okay. fine. I'm sorry we can't
0: answer a question today, guys, but we'll get to it next time. We'll go ahead and close it out, though, and we'll keep an eye on the markets and meet us here in a couple of weeks. But right now we are out of time. But you know what, you guys? We're never out of topic. You know that, right? you got to take a little deeper. You're going to find links to tons of info on our show notes. I mean, 50 links. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out uh, Miranda's online home, even though she's not with us today. That's MirandaMarkwood.com. If you've got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing. If you appreciate what we're doing here, then do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. Takes you two seconds. Really helps us a lot. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. And also tell your friends, too. I'm Stacy Johnson.
1: And if Stacy's positive about the market, I am too.
0: All right, then, Aaron. Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.